So we're looking at the sixth verse, the sixth body today. In the last verse, we talked about this being that is within you, that is not something that you have to create, but it's something that's already there. Guruji, in the last verse, was talking about Thapiyana Jai. It's not something to be grown or constructed or made within you. This divine is already there. Gitana Hoi, there's nothing you can do. It's not created. Ape Aap Niranjan Soi, it's already there, but which part of you is it? It's the part of you that's beyond Anjan, beyond Maya. It's that very subtle, intangible part of you. Jin Sevya Ten Payaman, whoever served this, whoever tried to find this, whoever made an effort to be one with this, they've obtained the honor. And then Guru Nanak talks about technique. Nanak Gavier Guni Nitan. And our technique, the technique recommended by Guru Nanak Devji, is the one of song. Make your life. A song of praise. Nanak Gavya Guninitana. Gavya Sonia Manrakya Bhav. Guru Nanak Devji goes into further detail about how to sing, how to focus your mind, how to make your mind listen to the words that you're singing, how you can do that in a state of love. Gavya Sonia Manrakya Bhav. So, Guruji is bringing technique and clarifying details more. And then we talk about the importance of the Guru. And which technique are we following? We're following the technique of Guru. So, it's not just a question of singing anything. It's not just a question of blindly walking on this path. We have a guide. We have direction. And the Guru is explained to be everything. The Guru will show you which part of you you need to focus on, on your nad, on your vibration, on your existence. The Guru's instruction will show you nad. Then it will give you knowledge, ved. It will show you that this nad is the one that you're looking for. Gurmukh Raya Samai. And this Guru is so important because it works on so many levels. Gur Ishar, it destroys your ignorance. Gur Gorak, it sustains the parts of you that are needed in order to move into Brahma, in order to create this understanding within you. So even though the divine doesn't have to grow within you, the understanding has to grow within you. Brahma. And how does the Guru do this? In a very mothering, nurturing way. Guruji says that I can't describe the importance of this, but I can only do an ardas. Give me this one understanding. Let me also become a part of this knowledge. 
that sabna jiya ka ek data that every being has this oneness to it so main visarna jaye and let me never forget that the next verse follows on from that and introduces a concept of tirath tirath nama je tis paama so the word tirath means pilgrimage yatra tirath nama nama means to bathe to take a bath in a holy pilgrimage tirath nama je tis paama So what kind of holy pilgrimage is Guruji talking about? What kind of tirath are we talking about here? We can see what kind of tirath Guruji is talking about here by looking at the spelling. So the spelling used here has a sihari and that makes it an action. Not the name of something, it's the act of doing something. We call that a verb in English grammar. it has a sihari which means it's the action of doing a tirath rather than the name tirath itself so here we're talking about going on a tirath tirath nama going on a tirath so here's some of the other spellings tirath without an onkar underneath it is plural pilgrimages places lots of places of pilgrimage lots of yatras tirath with an onkar underneath it would be singular which means going on a tirath gone a yatra on a pilgrimage so we can see by these spellings that guruji is talking about the action of going on a tirath but guruji says that i only go and bathe in in a holy place of pilgrimage je tisapama if it is pleasing to you so what do we mean by that so here we're not talking about any specific religious tirath gurunanak dev ji is not talking about the traditional tirath that people know about the hindu tirath the islamic tirath the the, the main holy places gurunanak dev ji is not talking about this because if we think about that there's thousands and thousands of places that every religion has made into a holy place all over the world the number of holy places that you can visit based on all the different religions guru nanak dev ji isn't condoning any single one of them and saying go on this one or go on that one every religion has made a tirath and everybody goes on that tirath to wash their sins everyone thinks that if i go there i'll somehow be purified somehow my life where i am right now is accumulating some sort of sin accumulating some sort of dirt and going on this pilgrimage will somehow clean me in some way get rid of negativity in my in myself but if there's so many places of pilgrimage all across the world which one is the right one which one has the magic touch that will actually do it so gurunanak dev ji is not talking about this kind of tirath in fact gurunanak dev ji rejects this kind of thinking that going somewhere specifically is going to actually have an impact on you that somehow going to an external place is going to clean the internal gurunanak dev ji is talking about a different type of tirath 
that there is a way to go on a pilgrimage, but it's not the one that you think of. And there are some other lines in Gurbani that we can use and borrow from to understand what kind of Tirith is Guru Nanak Devji talking about. Guru Nanak says on Ang 687, Guru Nanak Devji says that I go on pilgrimage, but meditation, awareness, Nam is my pilgrimage. Tirath Navan Jau, Tirath Nam hai, Tirath Shabad Bichar Antar Gyan hai. Tirath is contemplating the message of, of the Guru and it's Antar Gyan, it's an internal wisdom. So I go on a pilgrimage to find that wisdom deep within myself. Tirath Navan Jau, Tirath Nam hai. So I use Naam, Mantra as a technique and I use Tirat Shabad Vichar. I go, I use the technique of understanding of knowledge and of Mantra to go deep within myself and to pull out that knowledge that's within myself. Tirat Navan Jao, Tirat Naam hai, Tirat Shabad Vichar Antar Gyan hai. So Guru Nanak Dev is talking that there is a way to go on pilgrimage, but it doesn't require your body to get up and leave and go somewhere else. It's an internal pilgrimage. It's internal wisdom. Otherwise, why do people go on, on Tirat? What, they, what they're hoping is that I don't have to change myself in any way. I just have to go and do certain actions. And if I go, do those actions that somehow I'm going to be purified. So what people do is they go to purify themselves, to cleanse themselves. They're not going for a divine. They're not going to find God. They're going to clean themselves. In fact, what it does is it's actually enhancing your ego. Because then you can say that I've gone and done this. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is making a path that's not about me. It, you becomes the path. The other becomes the path, the bigger, the divine. Otherwise, I, it's always about I need to cleanse myself, I need to do something to, to purify myself, to make myself better. It's an ego preservation technique. It's based on a love for the self. Let me protect myself. Yeah, not a love for the divine. I'm not going to meet my beloved. I'm going to just do what is going to benefit me in the end. If you go and you do Shabad Vichar and you do Naam, and ultimately if you go somewhere to gain knowledge that helps you further, then that's fine. Because then you're not going, the, the, the desire isn't that you just go somewhere and that's going to cl cleanse me. Like I'm just going to go bathe here and that's it. I don't need to do any self-reflection. I don't need to check my, my own ego and look at myself. I just need to go wash some something. And just by doing external cleansing, that the internal somehow is going to be affected. So Guruji, and, and most people do this like a, a fear of punishment. Like I don't want to go to hell. So if at least if I've done two or three tirats in my life, that I, I've, I'm going to gain some brownie points. So Guru Nanak Ji explains this concept even more in, in different places. There's another Shabad where Guruji says, Tirat nata kya kare? Man mein mail guman. 
Tirat Nata kya kare? By going and having bathing in these places, what's that going to achieve when the male is within the mind? The dirt is within the self. If you do have any sin or punish, punishment fears that you want to get rid of pop or something within yourself, bathing the body, how is that going to do it when actually the filth is within you? Pride is within you. Man me, mal guman. So within you is the, is the issue. So if you go somewhere to, to learn a way to cleanse yourself, then that's fruitful. But if you're just bathing the body, Guru Amar Das Ji takes this concept even further and says, Anek je jatan kare ta ki kade na jai. If I do lots and lots of tirat, go lots of different places, make lots of effort, the ego within me, that's, not, that's never going to go by external actions. So this whole idea of going to some, and every religion has it. Every religion has this one central place. Call it Mecca, call it the Vatican, call it Amritsar. Yeah, everyone, we've created all of these. Yeah? But we've created these theorists, the guru doesn't recommend this. Yeah, guru is recommending a different theorist. Yeah, just think about it. People now all across the world, what if you couldn't get to that holy place? Are you damned to hell? Because you weren't born there, you were born on the other side of the planet. Your hukum is to be in one place. Why should going to a different place make any difference? Yeah, the issue is within us. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying that I do go on pilgrimage, but I'm going on a different kind of pilgrimage. But again, Guruji is always concerned about the ego. And he says, Even going on this internal yatra, this internal pilgrimage, is only if it's in my destiny. Only if it's by your grace. Yeah? So grace is... The main issue here, Jetis Pama, if it's pleasing to you. So the Tirith is a continuation from the last one. Gura ek de bujai, bujai, give me an understanding that Sabna Jiyaka ikdata, that everyone belongs to the one master. So he's made a request, Guru, give me this understanding, and this is the internal journey that I have to take to actually get this understanding. So interesting. The, the request almost seems like it's going outwards. Oh, Guru, give me this understanding. But the next line is talking about go within yourself. That's where you'll find the understanding. Otherwise, you can just sit there and say, I'm waiting for the Guru to give me the understanding. But actually, the, the, it's antargyan. The knowledge is within yourself. The Guru is within yourself. So it's something that we have to look at. I have to look within myself to figure out this answer. But... Even that is not my own effort, that is Jetis Pawa, if it's pleasing to you. Yeah? Otherwise I'll say that I'm, I've achieved something by going within myself. So this is why meditation is so important. You have to sit and look at who are you, look at yourself. Because within yourself is the answer. I have to know who I am if I'm looking for this divine. If I achieve it, it's by its grace, because there is no me left to then claim the glory of that, to claim that success. I will go and bathe in this pilgrimage if it's pleasing to you. So let's think about this. How can an act 
be pleasing to the divine? What are we talking about here? Or let's, let's phrase the question another way. How can an act not be pleasing to the divine? If everything is the divine, because remember one of the first verses that we covered was all about hukam. Everything is according to your will. So where's this question of only things that are pleasing to you? If everything is done by the divine, if everything is, is his hukam, can we say that God is pleased or displeased by your actions? How does that work? It's a very dualistic way of thinking. If I do good actions, you'll be pleased. And if I do bad actions, you'll be displeased. So how are we... Are we still in that mindset? But Guruji is saying, I'll only go on this action if it pleases you. Yeah? So everything, everything that's happening is already pleasing to God because everything is happening according to what God wants to happen, the divine wants to happen. Bear in mind we're using this word God. Yeah? We're not, we don't mean God. Yeah? It's just a very easy word to use. Otherwise, sometimes we get lost in that and we're losing what we're actually talking about. But don't get caught up in this God concept. But everything is pleasing to this oneness. Yeah, The oneness is doing everything. So nothing that is happening right now in the whole universe is displeasing to the divine. Everything is pleasing because he's doing everything. It's, it's actually the one doing everything. If something was displeasing to the divine, it wouldn't do it. You can't do something that's displeasing. You can't do anything to make God angry. Yeah? God doesn't have these emotions like, like we do. The divine is just it's just infinite love. So how can Guru Nanak then say if it is pleasing to you? What is Guru Nanak talking about? You are alive, that's its will. So the only, there's only one thing that's missing. If there's any indicator that God isn't satisfied with you, there's only one thing that's missing, and that's your understanding of doing divine. The only thing that's missing in the puzzle is that you haven't understood the divine. And Guru Nanak is saying, I will go on this journey to understand the divine if you allow me to. Yeah? So that's the only missing piece of the puzzle that I'm going to go on this journey to find, to understand where do I sit in this whole divine oneness. And that will happen only if you allow it to happen. So this idea of you being in control has been all throughout the Japji Sahib so far, from the Hukam Shabads, yeah? We talked about Karmi Ave Kapra, Nadri Mok Duar, yeah? Only by your grace do I get a robe of honor? Only by your nadar do I get an indication as to where liberation starts. Mokhduar. So this whole idea that you're in control and I'm not in control seems to be continuing on. So what's Guru Nanak saying here? I will only go on this pilgrimage if you allow it to happen. If it is by your will. Which pilgrimage are we talking about? The internal wisdom pilgrimage. So I'm on a search for this this wisdom. Yeah. I want to I want to not just learn the wisdom and keep that knowledge in my head. I want to actually understand it. I want it to be part of who I am. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji will now really 
Because imagine, look at, look at the last verses. It was all about the importance of technique. Yeah? Gaviya, Sunya, Manrakya, Pao. Follow the Guru. The Guru will give you the Nad, the Ved. The Guru is your Shiva, your Brahma, your... It's all about this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah? And then it asks the technique, Guruji, let me do this successfully. Give me this understanding. Now it's going to rein the whole thing back and say, hang on a minute, just slow down, remember. So this is why when we started looking at Japji Sahib, we said that this is really a roller coaster. It always goes from one peak to another, and that's the whole style of the Shabbat. Go do this, go do this, hang on, it's not you. It goes back down again. Otherwise you can get carried away in any direction. Sikhi is the equilibrium all the time. It will show you the peaks and the troughs. So that in and amongst all of that, you just find that absolute equilibrium. So at no point do you get carried away, I'm going to achieve this, I'm going to do this. Because it says, hang on, you're not going to do anything. So the next part of that line is, Vinpane ki naikari. Vinpane, without your grace, what bathing can, can be done? Ke naikari. What bathing can, what, what can I achieve on my own? I can do this tirat if it's pleasing to you. Without your grace, what can I do? Vinpane, without your grace, ke naikari. What bathing am I going to be able to achieve? What spiritual wisdom am I going to be able to gain? Jeti sirit upai vekha vin karma ke mile lei. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is now really emphasizing this point about your grace. Jeti, whatever. Sirit, Srishti, the world. Upai vekha. Upai means created, being given birth to. Vekha, I see. So, Jeti Sirit, whatever I see in this whole world that's being created, Jeti Sirit, Upai, this whole world that's being created that I can see, Vekha. What, what do I see? Vin karma ke milele. That without grace, nothing can happen. Nothing can be achieved without grace. So it's just re-emphasizing this point. So three times Guru Nanak Dev Ji has mentioned this point already. Tiratnama jetisapama. Vin paane ki naikari. Jeti sirtupai vikha. Vin karma ke milele. So three times Guru Nanak Dev Ji has stressed this point. That you will not be able to achieve this on your own. Don't let your ego get carried away that you're going to go on this journey. Guruji is giving you the wisdom but not giving you the door that says, off you go. Nadari Mokuduar. Liberation only comes by its grace. So it's not about getting carried away. It's about sitting and being calm and saying, okay, let's see where this goes. It's not about I want to achieve. Because if I want, then I am. If I am, you're already looking in the wrong directions. This whole path is I am not. This whole path is you are everything. So don't get carried away that I'm going to go and find liberation. I'm going to find enlightenment. The only way you're going to find enlightenment is by saying that there is no me to be enlightened. There is only you. It's a very different way of thinking. There is no me to be enlightened. There is only you. Jeti Sirt Upai Vekha. This whole world that I can see that's been created, 
I've noticed that vind karma ke mile lai. Vind karma, without grace, karma, what can be achieved, what can be taken, mile lai. What can I take, what can I achieve, what can anyone take or achieve in this world? In this universe, what has ever been achieved by individuals? Nothing, because the individuals have only been lost in a delusion that they are individuals. How can we receive this wisdom without your grace? And of this whole world, I can see that nothing happens without your, without your grace. So everything that's happening in the world is your grace. You're doing it. Now this goes back to how do we sing? What should we be singing of? We should be singing of your greatness. Yeah? When we wake up in the morning, what should we be doing? Thinking of your greatness. Amrit Villa Sachinao Vadiai Vichar. Just observe this world as it is and think every moment that's happening is its grace. Everything that's happening is its grace. So Guru Nanak Dev is following the same themes along. This is our Nam Simran. Nam Simran is not I want you. That's not what Nam Simran is. I am calling you. That's not what Nam Simran is. Nam Simran is there is only you. You're doing everything. And by you doing everything, I will lose myself into you. I will realize that there is no me. There is only you. And if everything in the whole universe happens by your grace, how can I ask for the biggest grace that give me this understanding of spiritual knowledge? That's like the biggest thing I'm asking for. If nothing even grows, no seed grows without your grace. Yeah? Not a single drop of rain falls without your command, without your grace. Nothing happens without you then how can I ask for the biggest understanding, the biggest gift of all, which is the understanding of how you work without your help? It's all about the other. Yeah? So it's all about using the other as the technique. The mantra is about the other. The grace comes from the other. This isn't a technique of, I am going to win. I am going to win. That's not this technique. I am going to be enlightened. That's not this technique. The technique is all you are, you are, I am not. The wisdom comes from you through the Guru. Grace comes from you. The only effort you have to put in is to recognize that everything is yours. What is the benefit of this way of thinking? What is the benefit that you, that if you're hoping to achieve any benefit, if there's still a you that is wanting something, Guruji goes to explain the benefit. Mat vich ratan jawahar manik. Mat, within your intellect, within your understanding, you will obtain, mat vich, within your understanding, ratan, gems, jawahar, jewels, manak, rubies, pearls. You will obtain everything the whole universe will start to feel like the greatest riches. But that will all happen within your mind. If we listen to the teachings of the Guru, not by ourselves, 
our intellect will be transformed. Matavich, within the mind, will be rubies, diamonds, pearls. These are all metaphorical, yeah? This is not a after you die, you will get lots of riches when you go to heaven. This is none of that airy-fairy stuff. If, it goes back to the Guru, you can achieve this if, je ik gurki sik suni. If you listen to the one teaching of the Guru, gurki sik. Notice, this is the first time the word sik is mentioned. We call ourselves Sikhs. This is the first mention of the word sick. Yeah? But here the word sick doesn't mean the person. It means sikhya, which means the teachings. So the sick is defined by the teachings. If we are learners, what are we learning? This is what we're learning. The sikhya of the Guru. We're learning the wisdom of the Guru. But if the word is spelled sick, how do we know? How do we know which sick we're talking about? Are we talking about the people? Because you could translate that and say, If a person listens to the Guru. If a Sikh of the Guru listens to the Guru, yeah? if a Sikh listens to the Guru, then they will obtain this. How do we know that we're not talking about the person, the Sikh, but rather the teachings of the Guru? So this is how we know. The clue is in the spelling of the word Ik. We covered this last time. Ik is supposed to have an ankar underneath it. It's missing the ankar, which means that it's connected to something. Ik what? One what? What are we talking about? Ik sik. Yeah? Sik is a feminine word here. So although it's spelt exactly the same, because it doesn't have an ankar underneath it, it's a feminine word. And because this word is linked to this word, this is spelt in the feminine way of spelling this word. Yeah? There's another easier way to understand which sikh we're talking about here. If the word meant sikh, the person, that word sikh is a masculine word. We would say guru ka sikh. Yeah, even if now you're talking to a person, this is Guru Da Sikh. Guru Da Sikh. That means the word Sikh is a masculine word. Guru Da Sikh. Gurka Sikh. But the word Sikhya is a feminine word. That's why it says Gurki Sikh. Now let's see how, how we apply that in other Bani, where we're actually talking about the person. In Sukhmani Sahib, we talk about the person Sikh. Satgur Sikh ko naam tan de. The Guru gives the wealth of naam to the Sikh. Gur ka Sikh vadpagi hai. That Sikh of the Guru, Gur ka Sikh, is vadpagi. Very fortunate. Yeah? Masculine word. Sikh is a masculine word, Gurka Sikh Vadpagi here. Here we're saying J ik Gurki Sikh Suni. Sikh means the Sikhya of the Guru. So by this we can infer the meaning of what is a true Sikh. A true Sikh is one who listens to the Sikhya of the Guru. 
So we are defined not by our actions, but whether or not we're listening and applying the meaning of what the Guru is saying. We're not defined by the way we look, or whether we wear all the right Sikh clothes. That doesn't define a Sikh. It's whether you're listening to this wisdom, whether you're applying this wisdom, whether you understand that actually this has nothing to do with you, whether you understand the bigger picture of the oneness, if you're going on this journey to find this oneness, that defines what a Sikh is. The Guru's teaching defines the Sikh. You don't define yourself. You're defined. It's like if you say, I'm a, a medical student. How are you a medical student? Because I'm learning medicine. If I'm a law student, I'm learning. So the subject that you're learning defines who you are. So we are defined by one thing and one thing only, that are we listening to the Guru? Are we following what the Guru is actually telling us? Or are we listening to everybody else? Is our Sikhi defined by how other people tell us, this is what a Sikh is. A Sikh is one who grows their hair. A Sikh is somebody who washes five times a day. A Sikh is somebody who goes and does these prayers. Yeah, we're listening to everybody else and trying to define our Sikhi. This is why we're getting lost. We only define our Sikhi by the master of this subject, by the Guru. So a Sikh is one who hears the message, if we listen, we apply, and we actually work on this subject. So let's go back to the line. Within the intellect, within the math, within the understanding, that understanding will reveal rubies and gems and pearls. Well, what does that mean? What is these rubies and gems and pearls? Guru Arjan Dev Ji talks about this. Anga number 48. Ratana Jevehar Manaka Amrit Harka Nam. When the Guru's teachings go within you, within your mind will be Nam all the time. And that is the biggest jewel. Ratana Jevehar Manaka is Amrit Harka Nam. Harida Amrit Nam. That nectar-like nam is going to continuously be going on within you. That awareness is going on. What's the nam? Satnam. This is you. This is you. This is you. This is you. The biggest mistake we can make is that we can see God everywhere, but we don't recognize that this is God as well. Within ourselves is God as well. So within your understanding, you, your understanding will be transformed. Now you live in an understanding of darkness, in ignorance. That will be transformed into diamonds and jewels and rubies if you listen and you transform your thinking. So the thinking is no longer about I am. The thinking converts to you are, you are, you are. Everything is you, the universe. So another question. It says... If we listen to the teachings, well, then it begs the question, well, how shall we listen? What's the right way to listen? Because in reality, we've been going to the Gurdwara for quite a long time. We've been listening to this stuff for quite a long time. Are we doing something wrong? Are we listening in an incorrect way? So it says, listen within your intellect, Matavich. Yeah? Transform your understanding. 
So what is the mind? What is mat? Yeah, what is mat? Mat means that part of your brain that discriminates between right and wrong, yes and no. It's the part of your brain that's constantly dissecting information. Even now, when I'm giving information to you, your mat is deciding this makes sense, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's the, it's the part of the mind that discriminates, that says yes to some things, no to something else. It's the part of the mind that decides what to accept and what to reject. So that part of the mind, Guru is saying that you have to, you have to focus on that part. Now, what is the barometer that you use to decide what to accept and what to reject? So there's a part of your mind that says, this makes sense, I like this, I don't like this. What that's based on is that, does this stuff work for me? Can I use this? Look, the way the human works, the way all nature works, is self-preservation. Yeah, All animals walk around and they looking at different things, finding different things, say, can I use this? Can I eat this? Yeah, Can I use this for shelter? Is this somehow going to save me or is it going to harm me? Survival. Survival. Yeah, that's what your math is doing. That's what intellect is doing. It is a survival mechanism that says, can I use this? Is this going to preserve me? Is this going to help me carry on? Or is this going to destroy me in some way? Now, what is driving that is ego. Ego is asking the question every time, is this going to harm us in any way? It's talking to you like it's your friend. Don't worry, I'll look after you. We'll look after each other. The mind acts as like it's a, your best friend. Yeah? So your mutt is being driven by your mind, by your ego, to say, can it, can it harm me in any way? And this information that Guru Nanak is giving harms the mind, harms that self-preservation. That's why we've been going to the Gurdwara for years and years and years. We've been listening to this stuff, but we've been filtering most of it out. Okay, I don't really want to do this because it, it affects me. It means I have to give up everything that I know about myself, everything that I like about myself. That is called man-mat, mind intellect. So which mat are we talking about? Guru is saying, transform self-preservation thinking into guru-preservation thinking. Change from wanting to preserve this illusion of I to preserving the knowledge of you. That is replacing manmat to gurmat. And all, I mean, this starts now thinking, well, what is manmat, what is gurmat? Actually, what it is, is a way of looking at the world. If you look at the world in a way that says, am I going to be harmed by this? Am I going to be protected by this? If it's all about the I, this is manmat. Yeah, the, the me thinking, me preservation thinking. Manmat, that part of your brain that's always looking out for me. And that's what this entire system is based on. That's what our entire life is based on, is me preservation. Guru is saying, but it was never really about you. Open your eyes for a moment and just look around you. This isn't about you. This whole universe isn't about you. 
So stop spending your whole life looking at self-preservation and for a moment open your eyes and look at what the Guru is teaching you. That is Guru Mat, Guru Mat. Yeah? So how does the mind reveal all of these diamonds and rubies and jewels? If you flip the coin. If you flip from me thinking to wisdom thinking, to spiritual wisdom thinking. So it's about flicking the switch. Yeah? From me facing. And that's the, the same words are used. If you're using manmat, then you are me facing, mind facing, manmuk. If you're using the Guru's wisdom, then you are guru facing, gurmuk. The question is, where are you facing? When you look at the whole world, is the whole world just a way to preserve yourself? Is the whole world based on things that you can exploit? And ultimately, that's what we do. Even when we say, I like something. I like these people, I don't like these people. You're exploiting those people to actually say that these people will benefit me in some way. Even if all that they do is make me happy. That's an exploitation. I'm going to use you guys to make me feel happy. I'm exploiting you. I'm going to run away from these guys because they make me feel sad. So everything that we do is about preserving the self in some way. To exploit the whole universe, I can eat this. Yeah? I can gain something from this. I can barter with this. I can sell this. I can steal this. It's all about self-preservation. This is the me-facing way of looking at the world. But the Guru says, this isn't the right way to, f to look at the world because you're only here for a short time. Open your eyes and see the beauty of what's really going on. If you lose this self-preservation way of thinking, you change your mat. From manamat, self-preservation thinking, to universal preservation. That as long as all of this is around, it's okay. Doesn't matter, matter what happens to this. This is temporary. This is going to go anyway. Body, mind, self, me, I. That's only here for a short moment in time. I'm going to go anyway. So why am I going to spend all my time preserving something that you know is going to end? Rather sit back and just enjoy the show. Enjoy what's happening well outside of you, beyond you. And then you will reveal a completely different way of living, the one that's full of song, the one that's full of diamonds and rubies and jewels. Because the whole time while we're looking after ourselves, it's actually, we're constantly, it's in survival mode, isn't it? It's always like trying, it's always a struggle, it's always an effort, trying to find a, a slightly better way to live. Can I do this today? Can I do that today? The self-preservation we are thinking is actually not an easy way to live. Guru's saying, give that all up, relax. And it doesn't mean give up your life. It doesn't mean stop eating, stop looking for food, don't earn any money. It's not about that. It's about changing your perception, changing the way you think. Why does Guru ask for an understanding? Guru ik deh bujai. Give me this understanding. And that's the next line. Repeating the understanding again. Oh Guru, give me this understanding. Let me also live in this way that I can see that everyone has this one provider, this one greatness. That there is something more than me. Let me understand the bigger, the bigger picture. 
And let me never forget this. This is the other part of this. It's asking for something, saying, I'm tired of just knowing this knowledge. I now want to live it. I don't want to forget this. I don't want to know it. It's all well and good when we sit in Sangat and we're like, yeah, I really understand this. And then you go into the real world and you forget it all. That's why we keep coming back every week because we need to remind ourselves. That's why it's so important to have a daily practice. Not just once a day, several times a day. Yeah, Allow yourself to remember. So Guru saying, give me some way that I don't forget this. Soma visarna jai. So what are we talking about here? How can we not forget it? Is there a technique that, that allows us to remember this all the time? Because the mind is always going to get distracted, right? Yeah, now you're sitting, you're remembering. Yep, I remember everything is oneness, I get it all. As soon as you're driving and then you're concentrating on driving, you go home, you start cooking or cleaning, your mind goes into that. So you forget all the time. So this isn't about just remembering all the time. What Guru is asking about is give me a way that I can see differently. Yeah, I need to be able to see differently. Yeah, not that I just have this knowledge, because knowledge is like compartmentalized. When I go to work, I switch on my work brain. Yeah, and I switch on all the stuff that's relevant to my job. When I come home, then I forget about, I don't need that work knowledge. I switch that off. Then I remember the family knowledge and homely things, things that need to be done in the house. Yeah? So our minds are very compartmentalized. So this is just in a different compartment. This is the religious knowledge. How do we change the, the compartment of religious knowledge to something that we saw that I ne- may never forget? It's not talking about just having that knowledge throughout the day. It's about actually changing the way we interact with our day. So this is where knowledge is limited. Practice now comes in. Don't just give me this understanding. Give me an understanding in a way that I may practice it at every moment. Mm-hmm.